Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is June the 4th, a Thursday. A beautiful evening, isn't it, Leslie? Absolutely. And we have been gone for a long time, but we've been in kind of in stay-at-home mode. Uh, the last time we talked, we were just going into the virus um, ups and downs, and it has been some ups and downs. Yes, it has. We, You're right. We were just into it about a week or so at that point, weren't we? Well, I don't Where... know if we were really even into it because we stayed, we were in the same room. Yes. And we haven't been in the same room together right. since. Right. And right now, I'm inside, she's outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, and because the wind's blowing is the reason I'm inside. So, um, yeah, things have been a little interesting and complicated. I'll tell you, our, our whole world, our whole world's world turned upside down. For sure. It's mm -hmm. complicated. And, of course, we're out in a remote rural area. And so far, things have been okay. Uh, people are being very, very careful. Yes. By and large, most people. Most people are. I mean, it's some, well, who knows? I did just hear the teenage girl was diagnosed in Patrick County today. Oh. And there was somebody diagnosed up at Ariel at our local plant. Really? Yes. And oh, so dear. that is, um, I well, think that's our first for up on the mountain. But now I'm, I'm not sure they're a resident of the mountain, but they work. At well, the, the problem is, um, I'm sure uh, Cape Well, they're being careful, but these confined spaces mm -hmm. seem to be hot spots. Yes. Uh, we have a friend that uh, went through. Um, several people in the place where she worked and I think a young lady died yes in Martinsville in the mm -hmm. place that she worked so so yes I mean even though here we are in this rural situation where we have been so lucky that not one of our family members um yeah, yeah. keeping our fingers crossed but it hasn't been quite as personal but I don't think there's probably a single person around, maybe even the whole world, who hasn't had somebody. Like my niece's brother went in oh, the hospital yeah. with it. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I know people that have had it. Yes. And I know a, a lady that um, I've known her for a really long time. She was in the medical field. Um, she, her symptoms have been very light. Yes. Like Susan's. But uh, she's still testing positive, and it's been a month. Right. As she's, uh, so she still continues in quarantine and staying away from her husband and everything. Mm. Uh, but she's still testing positive. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a tough thing. Yes. And, you know, we decided when we were talking about what to do on this podcast that talking about this just to get it down yeah yeah i've said i would know a few people that are doing like pandemic diaries yes you know and um putting uh notes up on their facebook page so they'll see it in a year about how things were 
Uh-huh. Uh, you know. oh, and we need those reminders, I think. And, sure. and you know, I've done a couple writing workshops for Virginia Tech where the first one, you know, it was almost light. We were three or four weeks into it. And it was like, what snacks are you sneaking while you're quarantined? And even now, only you know, five, six weeks after that class, you think, what a silly thing to have written. But we were all in it. Yeah. I mean, that is what was happening. We were in our houses, many of us by ourselves. And suddenly you find yourself watching television. You're not going to work. And you are sneaking little Debbies or something, you know, whatever (laughs) you're, I was eating a whole lot of frozen mushroom pizzas. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Well, and I've gone through, honestly, some anxiety and I'm not an anxious person. No, you're not. But the first time I wore a mask in a grocery store, I hadn't been, Amy pointed out that I hadn't been around any people for three weeks. Mm-hmm. This was fairly early on. And so I found myself standing in a grocery store ready to run mm-hmm. with this mask on in Floyd of all places. Right. And, you know, almost have panicking. And I, I finally got myself together and got through what I needed to do. But that was an experience that, um, I didn't expect. No, that's not like you. And yeah. when you told us, um, and I think I passed the word, you know, I'm like, to Kathleen, I'm like, Leslie, I'll have panic attack. She's like, Leslie? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. You know, and I made light of it, so I'm not sure if anybody really realized how serious it, it really was kind of serious. Exactly. You know, yeah. like it. Oh, no, I took you at face value. I definitely <laughs> knew if you even said it, you were, you were hurt. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a strange experience, and so you know yes. things got bad. Um, yesterday, I think was was it yesterday was the first time I'd been in somebody else's house since March, uh, with to help Amy put a mattress in, and we were very careful. And uh, yes, but you know things things are opening up in Virginia, right? Right or wrong, uh, we're in phase two. Mm-hmm. which means the restaurants are starting to open with limited seating. Um, I opened my shop with phase one on May 17th and uh, had to put a sign up and wear a mask. I think we still continue to need to wear a mask. I think that's right. still part of the mandate. I haven't had a chance to look it up at all. Kind of all that happened this week. But I do know the restaurants are going to be able to open. 50% capacity. 50% capacity. And then... Um, I think they're allowing larger groups to get together. Mm-hmm. I'll look it all up and see what, if in what, if anything, it affects the business. Right. Well, and you know, working for Virginia Tech, we we are just shut down. Yeah. They have not mm-hmm. um, even given us a set date when we can get back into even our offices. Wow. And when we do, it'll be, you know, with the facility still shut down and Mm. us in there for a little period of time. But they basically said, don't plan any events until Labor Day. Wow. So that's been very interesting. Yeah. You know, working from home. 
thankfully we've all kept pretty busy. We're just a small staff, you yeah. know, six of us. And um, I go down to the Reynolds Homestead one day a week because the museum, the historic home is there. And I, I do walkthroughs and vacuum and sweep and dust and things that you have to do with a museum. You can't sure. just lock it up and go away for a couple months. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, and usually the woman who is our groundskeeper, she goes, of course, because the grounds are gorgeous. Yeah. And we've, we have, and you, as you know, that's what has kept me sane is that I've encouraged people to get out and walk oh, and yeah. be outside from the beginning. Yeah. You know, so many people never left their houses. Now in some countries, that was mandated. You oh, are yeah. not allowed to, you know, maybe walk your dog and then get right back home. Right. But we never had that. No, no. And, here. Yeah, well, and even from day one in Virginia, uh, we were encouraged to walk in your neighborhood. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Which is, you yeah. know. Yeah, they did close a lot of parks and things because people, people were off and looking for something to do so they were pouring into all these places and not doing the social distancing thing right so a lot of parks got closed right and beaches and what yeah. have you yeah. and um state parks some of the areas right but, but thanks that stuff slowly opening back up right and, right but even from the beginning it was I don't know. It really was my sanity oh, that sure. I could go and walk on some back road or yep. down at the Reynolds Homestead. Oh, Why yeah. not? Yeah, in your neighborhood. Yes. We have We're lucky. We We're have lucky. plenty of places that we can go mm -hmm. and do. I mean, even walking up, um, I've, I've been walking up Concord road i haven't seen my mother since march 17th except to take. to take her eggs yeah well I, I mean i haven't seen her within 20 feet right yes uh, i take eggs and drop them off so i usually walk to do that or or pick up or, or get something that she might need and uh but yeah it's been pretty much um that's an excuse to walk and i have those two dogs so they need to walk every morning so we get we're getting our steps in Yes. But the little Debbie case have been a problem. Too. Yes. <laughs> I know. Whatever that is, yeah. everybody's sort the of ice cream. <laughs> right, right. In my case. Yes. And the and the TV. I yeah. mean, you know, I didn't have a television for twenty years. And then once I did get that because of my eye surgeries, right. you know, I just so occasionally watched. Right. And um but not now. Now you're it's streaming. You're not actually watching no. TV. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I only have the channels, the is, yeah. whatever you call that. But yeah. um, but I, it's at the point now where Clue Kitty, if I'm not in there by 9 p.m. on the couch, she comes and finds me yeah. and what, and says, what are you doing? Because she thinks I should be on that couch with her on my lap, watching Endeavor or Vera right. or, um, <laughs> you know, all the shows that I have gone through, the right. series, you know. Yeah. Well, yes. all the animals are really happy having the people at home. They too like yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mine, mine have enjoyed it. And, 
I don't have internet or um, anything at home. And so I can watch, I've got tons of that on my phone. So I can watch a movie on that. But you know, it's a tiny little thing. Yeah, that's tough. So I made this big mistake. I bought this game. So that's what I've been doing in the evenings. And uh, it's an offline role-playing game. Offline? It's offline. It's it's an old, old, um, it's old. Uh, you mean sort of like Dungeons and Dragons old? Well, it's or? kind of, no, not quite that old. It's called Elder Scrolls. And I think it's number three or number four. It's called Oblivion. But the artwork is wonderful. The um, The things you have to do are entertaining. And you don't have to... The game I've been playing for over 10 years has gotten to be kind of a grind. Mm-hmm. It's like you go you go out, somebody tells you something to do, you go kill 20 things. Oh. And then you come back and you get a prize. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's the same thing over and over and over again. So, then, but this is totally But this different. one's so much more entertaining, you know, because because uh, you, you do things for these people, but you have to figure out how. And then this also doesn't have the, I'm not all that social in my gaming, so I'm all by myself out there. Wow. So I'm the star of the show. <laughs> so anyway, if you want something that's entertaining, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, oh, it's a wow. good way to waste a lot of time. Ah, Well, except that we've all had a lot of time. Yeah. And yeah, of course, I mean, we've been reading. I mean, I think... Oh, yeah, it, lots of reading. Yes, yes. Yeah. Some of the few people I have seen have been like book club members who have come to the door because I have this, you know, right. like October's book. Yeah, or we're swapping things and we're swapping. And so the yeah, door. leave them at on the doorknob or yeah, something yeah. in the bag. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of us are way caught up in oh, our yeah, book yeah, club getting reading. the books done. Mm-hmm. And my dogs, of course, have loved all this oh, for yes. sure. And um, I thought Nightly was scared because one evening when it was. Um, Thundering, he had got down in the cubby of my desk. Well, he's just decided that's his place to live. Oh, so you're always touching him. Yeah, so he's, he stays in the cubby all the time. Um, well, so. you know what? Maybe they're cocooning too. Yeah, I okay. have not slept upstairs in my bedroom since all this started. Really? No. Yeah? No, not one night. I have, and for the first month or so, I slept in the living room where I set up my Virginia Tech office yeah, yeah. and my TV and slept on the in couch. That room. <laughs> that room, it was comforting. It was, yeah. it was cocooning, I guess. I guess. I've since moved into the guest bed yeah. at least well, it's to cool, sleep. Yeah, at least it's cooler down here anyway. But all of a sudden, uh, well, we had the coldest May ever. And then suddenly it's, um, we got a lovely breeze. I hope it's not showing up on the recording. Uh, but it got hot just all yes. of a sudden. Yeah. 
I walked with Miss Nancy today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nancy of the Candy Factory. Oh, my goodness. That girl here. can book. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't get any of my close-up flower shots today. It was... No, uh, that, was that, that girl goes down the road. I've seen her. <laughs> yes, yes. And I had her off her game because oh. she said she had it down pat to one hour. Really? And she told me the whole route... Well, we got to the back of the factory and we thought it was thundering. Mm. He said, oh, we better cut up through right. the field and just go in because it's going to thunder. Right. And I took out my um, uh, phone. I said, oh, my gosh, it's it's 10 after 1. And we had left at 12.15. Oh. I said, Nancy, I really messed you Uh-oh. up. Because, yeah, <laughs> I had her at least a good 10 minutes off oh, her walk. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't care. Well, you know, I was talking about the walk. Well, that's what a hobby that's come up for me are taking um, close shots of flowers. Oh, you got some beautiful ones, too. Yeah, but that just came because of this COVID, you know, that not that I didn't take flower pictures, but to actually find little tiny wildflowers yeah. and get on the ground and take the <laughs> pictures. So, hey, you got to look for the positive in yeah. some of this. Yep. Another positive that I think probably other families have had, um, I'm Zooming with my family every Sunday afternoon uh. at 5. I mean, we're from all over five, six, seven different states. Mm-hmm. We get on there and catch each other up. And wow. we never talked once a week, you that know, with great. the nieces, the grand nieces, just, you know. Well, I hope y'all continue that after. I know, but who knows? You know, yeah. life gets back to yeah the usual. Of course, this Sunday I played hooky because I went trout fishing. I well, I went that. fishing. I'm not even sure we didn't catch anything because I shouldn't say because I don't even know what the seasons are. Oh, we were, all time soon, Okay, right. well, we were we were on <laughs> private property and we were just going to throw them back in yeah. anyway. Yeah. It was an excuse to sit at the creek with oh, our yeah. feet in the water oh, and sure. just enjoy. Yeah, so, very. Good. Have a picnic. Yeah, very yeah. nice. <laughs> All right. Well, do, should we get into our segments? I don't know if we know anything about segments, but. Well, um, I think you need to tell them about submitting stuff. Yeah. Well, that's called a little sweet. And so I got on Ravelry today. I haven't been on it much. Uh, I have been doing knitting and crocheting. Um, I'm working on a uh, Afton project that I think I mentioned way back in March for a friend. It's a monthly uh, crochet club. And she fell in love with the colors and the design of the afghan. And she was uh, not a knitter or a crocheter, but she wants it for her beach house. So she's been paying for the yarn, and I've been knitting, uh, crocheting it up for her. And it's called Annie's Crochet Club. And I think the link is in our last uh, podcast episode. So I haven't been on Ravelry much. And so I went on there today, and uh, the first thing I see is Black Lives Matter. Oh. Um, they they are definitely um, a a group that gets behind the many, many hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of knitters that um, participate in this group or this website. 
there are I don't know how many people are in there now. And so uh, Cassidy is one of the owners. He, uh, on May 31st, he said, we support the protesters who are out on the streets calling for justice and an end to state-sanctioned violence against white people. So, And then he has a bunch of other uh, links. And it's Ravelry.com, uh, links to ways to help, um, things to do, organizations that work for justice and equity. In, in various communities. And um, then it said, he says, many people have asked how to support black fiber artists. Oh. And that's something I've noticed recently. And maybe it's just because it's, I've been more aware because of all the conflict and things that are going on. But, or maybe just because I simply sat down and looked uh, at Facebook more often. But I've seen an awful lot of talented black uh, people of color or whatever the uh, the wording is. I've seen an awful lot of uh, talented people out there that I'd never noticed before. Yeah. Wonderful designers, wonderful creations. And uh, it, they do have a Facebook page, Ravelry does. And a lot of people, a lot of people participate. And it's really interesting, the diversity. Well, good. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's it. Knitting will bring the world together. Maybe. Well, um, knitters are all, and there has been some controversy. There was, there was a stink last week over something somebody posted, and I didn't follow it. Usually when there's a stink, I run the other way. <laughs> yeah. But there is a new website. It's called dipocinfiber.com. And that's black, indigenous, and people of color working in the fiber community. Wow. And so um, it's really new. So there's not a ton of stuff on it, but there is some. There's a um, designer called Mina Philippe that they have a link to. There's this wonderful um, crocheted shawl that um, is done by Tamara Gore who's a uh, designer that they're referencing. There's a cute little animal. Uh, oh, no, it's a little black doll with a bright orange um, shirt or something. I, I can't really see the picture very well. But she's Tanisha Robertson. Um, and a beautiful little uh, bunting thing uh, for a baby. <laughs> that, that is beautiful. Yeah, I can't tell. It looks like it's knit by Noreen Nazami. So anyway, check out that website to uh, maybe get a little diversity in your um, way of looking at things. Um, and then you can subscribe to a newsletter from it as well. And, other and than that, that is yeah. relevant just yeah. so you yeah. know, we do... If we're recording this for posterity, right? <laughs> you know, since things have erupted 10 mm -hmm. days ago when a man was, um, how do you say it at this point, the, he was killed with a knee on his neck in oh, many in Minneapolis. Yeah, and, I think they're calling it murder. Yeah, well, he's been accused of second degree. They changed it up to yeah. second degree now. 
murder the police officer uh, who did that to this black man, yeah. George so Floyd, and it's really ignited this country. Yep. So, you know, not, not just, unfortunately, some bad, bad rioting have gone on in many of the major cities and some of the small towns, yep. but there's also been a lot of peaceful protests by, you know, hundreds of thousands of people across this country. So that in the middle of the COVID-19 has uh, just yeah. added whatever. And there's actually going to be a gathering in Stewart, Virginia, our yeah. little county seat of a thousand people, you yeah, know, on Sunday, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. So that will be, uh, that will be interesting. Yeah, we're hoping it will be peaceful. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know if I should even say this, but, you know, I have a lot of people in my family and friends and that grew up in the 50s and the 60s. I'm disappointed because people are saying exactly the same things about the riots and the um, conflicts that they used to say when I was a child. That nobody's learned. They're not hearing. Mm -hmm. They're saying exactly the same thing over about, and, and it's hard to describe, and I really hadn't thought it through, but it, it's just really disappointing that it seems like we take one step forward in, in race relations in this country and then two steps back. Mm. Yeah, well, when... When you think about that man being murdered sure. right on camera, yeah, it's like nobody cared. That that yeah, I mean, it's like that people you know, have watched, yeah, and watched and watched yep. where you know, I mean, his last yep. words were "Mama, no, yep. mother, yeah, I'm dying, yep. I can't breathe," and we have all watched that. And, and he was a good man. He yeah. was well-respected in the community. He was active in his church. I don't know what his crime was that was. Well, um, according to the, the storekeeper who says he will never, ever, ever call the police again, it was about a $20 counterfeit bill. And he said, it happens. Um, right. their, their protocol is to call the police. The police come and say, where'd you get it? Oh, shoot. Maybe the bank, maybe the grocery store. Sure, you trace it. And and that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. And how this exploded into what it did is, uh, is just beyond comprehension. Yeah. Yes. But many African Americans in this country would tell you it's not beyond incomprehension oh, yeah. because it happens all the time. It happens all the and time. And uh, just a couple weeks ago, the one that, for whatever reason, got to me was this man who is on the board of the Audubon Society of New York City oh, yeah. was out with his binoculars in his bird book doing his birding in and Central. He was hot. He was a beautiful man. Beautiful man. <laughs> Very, yes. And here here he is out birding in Central Park. And this woman comes by with a dog who's off leash. Yeah. And he just says to her, because this is a section 
uh, the brambles in in Central Park where your dog has to be leashed. Mm -hmm. And he says, ma'am, could you please put your dog on leash? And then it escalated. And, of course, it's recorded because he gets out his cell phone and records. And she's like, I'm going to call the police. I'm going to tell them that an African-American man is harassing me and is, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to kill me. You know, just, and he's so calmly saying, yes, ma'am, please call the police. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and she's dragging that dog around. But anyway, it was just the fact that here was this guy on this Sunday morning out birding and all of a sudden his life. Yeah, his life was in danger. Yes. It could have easily been. Yes, just yep. escalated. Yep. That woman ended up being fired from her job. Yeah, they took her dog too. And they took the dog. Yes, yeah, because yep. he was not. And everyone could see that he was not harassing her. I mean, it was just that she yep. she reacted. Yep. You know, out of fear. Well, she reacted in a way that could have got him killed. Yes. I, I was talking to Amy last night. I don't remember ever calling the police about anything. You know, uh, but I absolutely just, it would never occur to me to do that to anybody. No. I mean, that's just, uh, and, and I've had some ups and downs. I had an ex that was, had some mental health issues and we just dealt with it. But other people called the police on him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called the police. I guess I've been lucky. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know. But like in that situation, why why didn't she turn around and walk away? Exactly. You know? But so many. I mean, and those are just now we're getting all these examples. It's coming out from. Well, and, and that's why things are exploding. It's, it's not yeah. Mr. Ford. He was the last straw. Right. That was just so blatant. Right. And so arrogant. Right. That, yeah, we can get away with this. It's what it looked like. I don't know if that's what was going on in the man's head or not, but that's what it looked like. It's like, he didn't, he didn't care that this teenage girl was taping it. And she's got to live with that the rest of her life. That she yeah. saw that. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a crazy world that we're yes. living in right now. But there have been some really amazing things that have come out of this. Yeah. And that's what you have to hope. That's what you have to hope. Mm-hmm. But right now it looks pretty grim from where I'm standing. And I'm the world's, I'm a cynical optimist. I've been called that. <laughs> That's such a thing. That's what Regine calls me. A cynical optimist. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all right. That's yeah. balanced with some reality yeah, there. Yes. But. Yeah, but right now it looks a little gloomy. Yeah, but here would be my, and I'm, I'm a diehard optimist. You know that. Uh, um, you know, it's like this this gathering, as they're calling it, in in our little town of Stewart, that yeah. will be right in front of the Confederate monument right. that sits in front of the courthouse. Yeah. But the people who are coming to that gathering over the years have probably changed. Yeah. There's going to be several ministers who are not 
African-American. You right. know, th these are some of the leading white citizens mm -hmm. of Patrick County plan on being there. Yeah. And that maybe would not have happened in 1968. Probably not. So... Mm -hmm. You know, maybe things do, and there's and there's some glimmers. Yeah. Of, or, or you know what? It's the people who are younger than that, us. They're the ones that the give 30, me hope. That's right. It's the thirty somethings and forty, yeah. you know, whatever, who who are like, what is this? You yeah. all didn't raise us to be this way. I mean, they don't see the gender inequalities or they don't judge someone by the color of their yeah. skin. Um, I don't know. I mean, mm. I just see it more and more. So that's my hope. Yeah. Yeah. Young people do give me hope. Mm -hmm. there, there are a couple right in Patrick County right now that are really this winter's. Oh, yes. For sure. Oh, yeah. That I know just right off the top of my head. I'm oh, sure yes. there are many, many others. Oh, yeah. And it's not that they're all of one political persuasion oh, no. and, you know, I mean, they're, they're a variety of kids yeah, in education levels and jobs, yeah. but mm -hmm. they, they've just, I don't know, maybe a survival of the fittest or whatever that term is, evolution. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. All right, well, that was kind of weird knitting segment, but um, that's kind of what it's about. So, oh, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. You you opened up this whole new genre, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, that, and maybe like you said, that awareness. Um, one of our friends posted a um, thing. Tell us a uh, or our friend Sarah put up. Um, Tell me a thing that happened um, where you witnessed racism. Right. You know, and she got a really good conversation going. Uh, she put up an example of something that she experienced and several other people did too. And uh, so so maybe, maybe we'll get a little bit more aware and take a tiny step forward. Yeah. Before I mean, we take two steps back. Well, and there is still a lot of ugliness. So, oh, I mean, yeah. you know, maybe I'm an optimistic realist. Yeah, maybe. Because so. I do see some of the ugliness and yeah. scariness. And, yeah. Um, yeah, well, of course, we, you know, we have friends that experience it every single day. Mm -hmm. I have a friend in California with two beautiful children. Every morning I get up and say a little prayer that their kids will make it through the day. You know, they're teenagers. Oh. Uh, they're, she's African-American, Chinese, and several other things. But they uh, look African-American. Um, so, yeah. So, I think about Stacey's kids every day. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, what is a little tart? Do you have anything? Quotes or well, books? I was... uh, maybe we could talk some more about books. Yes, I was trying to find a, a quote that I saw yesterday, and I've just read so much, you know. Yeah. I was reading Jimmy Carter's statement. Yeah. In fact, Jimmy Carter, um, Mr. Bush. President Bush, President Obama, G uh, 
I don't know if Mr. Clinton has one. Yes, he has. has. Yes, I yes, yes. Yeah. I've read all of their... Okay. Um, yeah, I read Mr. Bush's, Mr. Obama's, and Mr. Carter's, but I haven't seen Mr. Yes. Clinton's yet. Yes. Okay. I think I read that in New York Times this morning. Okay. They had listed I've been all, busy today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Got a little behind. <laughs> yes. And, you know, that's unusual for presidents. Of course, we don't always have that many alive. I yeah, that's think, pretty at interesting. One time. Yeah. Um, but it it was good to hear from all of them. Yeah. It really yeah. felt good. My because I've worried about some unconstitutionality and all yeah. all of this going on. Well, it's it's a it's a tightrope and yeah. you know, there's so much going on that I think we are in danger of getting overwhelmed and missing some important stuff if we aren't careful. Well, the quote I was trying to find, yeah. and maybe you all, or maybe you've heard it, was when people say, "Yes, the um, the pro, you know, what has happened to all the blacks and, and you know the injustice. It's it's terrible, but this Lenny Beanie, right?" Writing. Okay, let me yeah, get it it's, right. It's well done. Thank so you. Look it's it up. such a good quote. Yeah, I have said it, it over it's, it's and well over done. to myself. And our friend Leanie Beanie, yeah. whom I went swimming with for the yeah, first you brave time women <laughs> yesterday. Um, oh, it was wonderful. You guys are great. You look like you were having fun. Yes, it was. Well, we were late. It's been May 24th the last two years. Yeah, but we, 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 you would have froze to death on May 24th. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but so. this has been the coldest May in okay. my memory. Okay, yeah, we, oh, yeah, because yeah. I, I even said to Clue Kitty, I said, Clue Kitty, aren't we glad we still have heating oil? Because yeah. my furnace can't kicked on many a time yep. in May. Yep. And I, I keep it at on. 62 or something, you know. Yeah, I had to heat on. Okay, this is a Here is one. the quote. Here's an example of how white privilege sounds. You keep saying it's horrible that an innocent black man was killed. But destroying property has to stop. Try saying it's horrible that property is being destroyed, but killing innocent black men has to stop. That really brought me up short. Yes. You're prioritizing the wrong part. Yep. Yes. I know. That has gone through my mind yep. ever since I read it. Yep. Yep. Very good point. Yep. For sure. I so said we read um, a book called Just Mercy. Did you I read saw that the one? movie. Yes. Okay, tell about that. Yes, because that's... I can't remember the young man's name. Um, Stevenson. Yeah. In fact, I just heard him interviewed on the. Do you have your books? book schedule that I just sent to you. <laughs> um, Stevenson, I believe you're right. Um, hmm, let me see. Oh, I can just look it up on Google. 
But that book is powerful. I mean, the movie, too. We did it through work. We went down to Greensboro um, as a staff and took a couple of the volunteers. And and so we have met several times now on Zoom. Since Mm -hmm. all meetings are on Zoom, that's another thing to get down there, how that has changed our world. Yeah. where we've had discussion questions and have been talking about this uh, all along. And, of course, it has the movie, but the author of the book, that Brian Stevenson. Yeah. Brian so you Stevenson. had that right. Yeah. Well, and like I read I the said, book. He uh, was but... interviewed on BBC yesterday wow. morning for almost, oh, very long of their 9 to 10 segment. Right. Um. Well, he's a lawyer that uh, represents death row inmates. Right. And, and he grew up in Maryland mm-hmm. and was always a bright, you know, bright young man. He ended up graduating from Harvard Law School and he took for his job to go down to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of those. Alabama, so. Mississippi. I should know that. Um, and started this death row project, you know, Mm -hmm. to get people off who had been convicted wrongly. And I mean, he even talked on this radio interview yesterday about one of the many times he was pulled over as Mm -hmm. a, you know, for driving black, you know, and just treated like he, he was trash. And, you know, here he was this Harvard educated lawyer and, you know, was just slammed up against the car and, you know, what are you doing on this road? Yeah. Now, I'm sorry, but <laughs> any American can be on Most a county highway, <laughs> right, you know, a county <laughs> or state or whatever. Public road. Public road. But, no, yeah. if you're black, driving black, yeah. they call it. And, um, yeah, he had a tough time starting off. But he has made such a difference in well, that, and with his, um, you know, the whole, the whole um, uh, association that has formed yeah. around his work is what is so interesting. It has, uh, it's changed a lot of Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, um, the stories that he told, you get, get back to this, the blatant disregard of um, legal pre- precedents or legal, um, I don't know the right words, but um, the way you're supposed to do. Oh, yeah. Chains I, of evidence or whatever, all of these things oh, that yeah. you see on CSI, which might not no. be right, but oh no, no, no! It was so true. It yeah. was, it was yeah, like, like one of his like... cases. That's why I recommend the movie. I mean, the book was great, but yeah. but to see the movie and how this, you know, just some guys coming home from work. Next thing he knows, he's pulled over, being accused of doing some horrific thing. Yeah. And somebody's testifying he did it. And next thing he knows, he's in prison. And he may be on death row. And he can have his church, his minister, 
his family, saying he couldn't have. He was he, he was, was at a barbecue with and us. He was at the barbecue with us. Yep. And nobody paid any attention yeah. because they found their person. And you, and there have been so many cases yeah. like that. And that's what Brian Stevenson has really yeah. brought to light. Yes, yeah, starting in 1989. Yeah. So he has been around. Yep. The Equal Justice Initiative. Sorry, yeah. I was trying yeah. to search for that. So that was uh, well worth uh, getting into to see things. I have a um, sort of niece that is a minister in prisons. Mm-hmm. She go in Ohio. She uh, of course she hasn't been able to since the virus started, but she goes uh, once a month to each prison and holds services. And the stories she tells are just heartbreaking. I mean, she doesn't really tell too many, but it's overwhelming. My sister does a prison ministry in Orlando. And yes, yeah, she, oh, she's told me some. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and she's trying to keep tabs on the people that she's been working with over the last two months. And apparently conditions are horrific in some areas. Well, now Ruthie's been taking care of a taking care that's the wrong word um a woman who she met who was in prison um and got out and so ruthie's been meeting her in the parking lot of their apartment since nobody can right you know social distance um and taking her you know bags of groceries or whatever Mm. and just just to say hey how are you doing through all this Uh, you get out of prison and you can't leave your house. No. But well, still. There's no jobs out there. How many people are out of jobs, out of work now? 40 million? Uh, something like I that. I don't even. It's an astronomical number of people that are uh, on an, uh, claiming unemployment right now. Of course, some of them, or probably a large portion, will go back. But right now. Yeah, it's tough. Know, it's tough. That's why these protests and riots, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's a keg. It is a keg of dynamite yeah, out there. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going on? For and all of, over the world. That's I mean, right. It's not just here. But. No, that's the whole thing. Yeah. In fact, um, I was just reading statistics on Sweden, and that had been a discussion my son and I had had early on in the quarantine. And he said, well, maybe we should just be doing like Sweden's doing because they were the one country that didn't bring all the quarantine mandates in because they believed in that herd. Um, it backfired on them, though, didn't it? backfired on them. Right now, they're going through really bad times. Well, and compared to, particularly compared to all the other Scandinavian countries, right. countries who did. Right. Yeah. I don't think the quarantine, uh, the quarantine thing was the best thing to do but it was basically the only thing to do at the point you know that it all hit the fan right well all you you can just look at the statistics they said had they quarantined a week earlier in new york city how many people's lives would have been saved yeah so I, yeah, like you say, there was no other choice. We yeah. have no vaccine. There's no, you know, what are you going to do? Well, once it got here, it was too late. Right. To do anything. Uh, if it had been stopped in China, 
which has had happened with other pandemics. Right. It never got here. Right. Uh, what worries me now is there's a Ebola fire up in Africa right that. now. Yes. You know, so who knows what will happen with that. Yeah. So anyway, we're getting gloomy. All right. Uh, <laughs> All a little right. unexpected. Ooh. Well, let's talk about something really good. I'm going on vacation next week. Yeah. Which is really scary for me. Yeah, to, seriously. We've all been... I'm going to actually cross a state line. I haven't yeah. crossed a state line since, golly, I can't remember Thanksgiving or something. Well, no, I would have been in North Carolina since we live 20 minutes from the I border. I haven't been out of Patrick County since March 4th. No, yeah, me neither. No. Yeah, I have I, not been out of Floyd Patrick County. County. I've been to Floyd County. I went one time, and then I, when they Floyd actually said, "Don't come." Mm-hmm. They 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 said, "We love you, uh, we appreciate you, but stay away right now." Mm. And so when I heard that, I didn't go back because I respected that. Right. So I've been in Patrick County since um, since about March fourth. Uh, wow. Yep. I bought gas one time since March fourth. You know, I just don't need to go anywhere. Right. I, I go to groceries about every three weeks. Yeah, I know. That's a whole other story, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we talked about your, but, you know, things that have been missing or things you could get. and Yeah, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's been complicated. Thanks to Fran, we've been pretty well supplied and stocked. You know, she's a genius at foraging. I know. She got me a thermometer. Yeah. You couldn't find a thermometer. I had to in order one. Five count- I couldn't even order it. Yeah. Online. I finally got to. I ordered one. It took three weeks to get here. Oh, I went up and yeah, that I couldn't even order. I tried yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And by golly, if she didn't find me one at the Floyd <laughs> Pharmacy, they had one and kept yeah. her name on the she, bag. She trucked up there that morning and grabbed I know. it. Yeah, because I really was not feeling well for a few days, yeah. and I, I just, and Amy brought over, no, you went and picked up yeah, Amy's yeah. And left it on your porch and left it on the porch. I was the only one that was still dressed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> at nine o'clock at night. Exactly, yes. But, and I just happened to mention, you know, does anybody have an extra? Because mine was like. 22 years old or something. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, I got one that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a shakedown one, which who cares what those age are. Yeah. But, you know, it had a battery that was actually mm-hmm. was showing my temperature very low at around 96, mm-hmm. 97, yeah, that, you know, pretty yeah. low. I know, and it turns out that it actually was running low through all that, even though I felt like I had a fever. Oh. So who knows? Yeah. But that's. That seemed to have passed. So yeah. Might have just been a Lyme disease flare-up or something. Another thing to worry about, all these tick diseases. Oh, yeah. People. Yeah. yeah, and the murder hornets. Yes. We're, we're not really worried about murder hornets. We have the cicadas. Oh, we 17 years cicadas. Cicadas, yeah. Yes. Um, they're not happening in Medicine Dan. Thank God. They are so loud at Christ, you have to... You have to yell at each other when you go walking outside. Well, Mike, I have a cousin that's a professor in Florence, South Carolina, and he's been so excited because um, the cicadas are coming back to this area. And so he sends me a letter. He said, do you remember in 1969 if we had them or whatever year, you know, was 
I said, no. <laughs> and, but in 2003, we didn't because that was the year that my grandfather died and I was pretty much a captive mm -hmm. on the farm there and uh, staying with him all day. And it didn't happen. Mm. Uh, but it did below the mountain. So we have this little pocket. I'm so glad. That they didn't. Uh, but anyway, he came up and he got to see him and he was excited. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they are. They're really cool little creatures. I've take, gotten some good pictures of yeah. them. And, and, you know, they don't bite you. They don't hurt you. So oh, they're no. interesting they to watch. Yeah, but they're just like covering uh, the ground in yeah, our some cousin, places. Yeah, one of our cousins uh, over in Wuhan, uh he put a picture and they were, they were carpeted the ground. Yes. Right there around his house. It was wild to yeah. see. Yeah, down in our friendship garden at the, yeah, at the homestead. Yeah. And well, see, I remember them hitting in West Virginia in 1983 or 84 where I lived. Yeah. Well, they, they're on different schedules. Yes, exactly. So that, that every 17 years, the whole country doesn't. Right. Get. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, there you go. There's another thing. Yeah. But <laughs> and uh, was it two years ago? It was the first time. When we were kids, we just loved the little cases. There are a few here, you know, and, and they come out every year. Right. I guess there are different subspecies. Right? Yeah, a little subspecies. So there was these little cases, and they would uh, be on the trees, and we just loved to find them. Never saw the bug. Uh, my entire childhood to recognize and finally one day i was out feeding the bunnies and there was one coming out of the cage oh wow yeah so i got a picture of it somewhere a year a couple of years ago and the, the case was attached to the money house and it was coming out first time i'd ever seen one neat yeah oh i know insects oh I, yeah oh they're yeah. fascinating you had you had pictures of bug love yesterday here. oh my goodness <laughs> kathleen came and we were working on the fence at your chicken yeah. to make your chicken house a little bigger there and i was talking to your daddy and kathleen she comes and gets it beth you gotta come get a picture of this since you know i've been taking all these close-ups yeah. and i get over and she's like right there Oh my gosh, Kathleen! But I took it and uh, X-rayed it. <laughs> they, they were, were really ladybugs. They were real ladybugs. They and weren't the orange thing. I have only seen um, one of our neighbors is trying to reclaim the farm. It had been far. Um, some modern farming methods had been used, and so he's been trying to reclaim the grass and get it back into a hay field. And so he doesn't use any chemicals. And I was actually seeing, I saw monarchs last year mm -hmm. for the first time ever, and, and the caterpillars. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I've been seeing these little red ladybugs, and yes. it's the first time I've seen them in years yes. and, and years. And they were made, procreating. Yeah, so there will be more, lots more. And you also took a picture of a um, uh, Pamanus. Um Awesome. Yes. Oh, is that, that what place? I took? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's a pre-emanus Thank case. you for yeah. telling me that. I just, I take these pictures and just put them up there and I know it annoys some people because they're like, well, what flower is that? I'm like, I don't know. It's yeah, that was a pre-emanus case. Pretty. And yeah. I saw that little square on yeah. one of your branches. I'm yep. like, that's cool. Because cool. I figure we have enough smart friends they're going to tell us. But I did get an app 
I even paid for it. $29.95 for one called What's This? Ah. And I take any picture, I put it into the app, and next thing I know, it is telling me that, well, I looked up one yesterday, and it was called The Pride of Rochester, and it's a flower um, that's up on one of the roads up here that I walk all really? the time. Yes, and I've never heard of it. Um, cool. Yeah, it, I don't know, maybe pride's the wrong word, but it has Rochester, New York, and that's where it was um, formulated back in like the 1860s Interesting. or something. And here it is in Patrick County. Cool. I've never seen it before. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I'll look for that. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we're getting close to an hour here, so we probably ought to wind things up. All right, our show notes can be found at www.quincepodcast.com. We also have a Facebook page um, under Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes under Quince, Quince or Beth Almond Ford or Leslie Sheeler, and we also have a presence on Stitcher Radio if you have that app. Night. Bye-bye. Bye.